we can finally do what we did. We were supposed to do last time. What was that? Because we were talking about like, oh, we're competing. Oh, oh yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, because last time it got kind of ruined because of a last minute situation. Yes, yes. So uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if you know. So we did an episode, and uh, I was supposed to compete in JJ World League on December sixteenth. Uh, but they sold out before, like they literally sold out the registration day. Yeah. Tried to email them everything, couldn't get, couldn't get in. So I couldn't compete in December. So now, February 10th, let's go. So it's a little bit Wait, different. are you guys in the same weight class? So, 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 here's so, the so, thing. I'm just trying to tell me, but I get the whole story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let him explain it. No, 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 I'm going to let you go. <laughs> so, so, um, we competed twice against each other and, um, we did it one at 208 and then the next one at 195. Okay. And I thought he was following me because I thought he wanted revenge, Wait, but he. Was this no geek? No, this was no, geek. Geek. Yeah, okay. geek. Yeah, yeah. And um, I thought he wanted to revenge. So it's like, so we met in, um, at 195. And so now, like, we're teamed up now. We're on this, you know, on the same side. Yeah. And so we were talking and we was like, look, like, it, it makes more sense for the, for, because we're trying to get a trophy. And it makes more sense for us like to be in different brackets. So sure. he's going to do 95 and I'm going to do 208. Yeah. Oddly enough, the 208 is, I think, is going to be easier. Although I, st- I still want my revenge. Like, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. I want team, my revenge. Is there an absolute bracket? Is there no. an absolute bracket? So hold on. Now, will someone explain this to me. Does uh, World League have I absolute? Think I think they do. You had to pay extra, I think. What they I've do never is seen a, they take the stragglers and throw them in the, in the ultra heavies. And they I've call had, it absolute. Uh, that's what JJ World Leagues has done in the tournaments that I've done. But can you do it if you have a weight class and you won your weight class? Like, can you? T- that's what that's what old boy did. Yeah, I uh, think you have to win. like win a certain amount in your weight class. Like, you have to. I think you have to podium at least third place to do absolute. I could be a hundred percent wrong. Yeah, I've, I've, ne- I've asked about it, and they've never said like, "No, we don't have absolute." And I'm like, "All right, cool." At JJ World League, yeah, hmm. yeah, because IBJF. You auto- for it's sure. an automatic entry. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, and maybe I'm remembering one of the other tournament systems. I thought you had to pay the registration, and then you could enter. That's how most you, of them are. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. like an entry, but yeah. you still have to bracket them, or, or you still have to podium. Yeah, you have to podium. Right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I've seen ones where you just like, if you want to do absolute, you just pay for absolute. Oh really? So and and I was asking this question, and I was trying to go on, and I couldn't do it myself. I wanted to do like um, multiple brackets um, because there was like one guy. That's in um, uh, Nogi '95, and then I'm competing in 208 as well. So I'm like, I can go, I can still cut weight and beat this guy at '95, and then get another gold. Fucking and, savage! I know, no, right? dude, I'm hungry, dude. That's what I want. But I don't think they, they'll let you do multiple, like a whole bunch of like multiple brackets in the same thing. Unfortunately, I think I think you can only do your weight class gi and no gi, and then like if you're gonna do absolute. Like, however yeah. they do their situation, or even if they have a situation, that's how you can triple, but... I'm trying to Google. Well, either way, um, I mean, not this tournament, but next tournament, I'm going to have to do gi and no gi, whichever one I you should, do. You should have done it this time, man. I'm not I'm not ready, man. I had, like, a month off. Like, even this is going to be a challenging push for me, because I had a month off. Like, I stopped training uh, December 23rd is when it was my last day of training, and then I only did, like, I did... That one open mat at Forge, mm-hmm. the one class at Forge, and then that open mat at Misfits, and that's it. Um, and then I went on my trip, and I just got back, and the first day I got back, I went to Forge. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay. We rolled. Uh, so I'm just not, I'm not there yet, like condition-wise. Yeah. Like, this whole week has been, I've been wrecked this whole dang week. Like, 
naps, like two naps a day, like wow. trying to recover. Like I'm just not there yet. Where'd you go? Where was your trip? I was in Africa. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I went to Africa for 10 days. Um, and just, uh, I recommend going if you've never been, it's a life changing experience, just a different perspective and just a good reset from like the everyday grind, if that makes sense. Wow. What yeah. part of Africa did you go to? Uh, Kenya. Okay. So, um, was it Suna Magori and then uh, like Nairobi? So, like we went wow. to the capital for one day, and then we went to Suna Magori, and we stayed at this location for about I think it was like five days, and then we went to um, I don't know some 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 savanna place that was like then we went on safari and stuff. So wow. yeah, yeah, that's lit. That's yeah. awesome. I would have, I would have tried to get everyone like you uh, ever tried jujitsu, dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we was talking about that, man. Like I think it'd be a dope idea if you like, you know, after a while, like move there and then train, like uh, teach jujitsu to the yeah. kids there. Yeah, yeah, and that's ultimately a plan at the end of the day. So I'm going back next year. So um, I'm I'm actually gonna probably go every year because it's just something that me and my girl do. Me and my lady like we um, she likes traveling. And the, the purpose of going out there is very dear to our hearts and everything. So it's like one of those things that we're going to end up doing consistently. That's awesome. Um, so I'm in the process of trying to this next year develop a solid kids program. So when I go out there the whole time, I'm just teaching kids. Man, um, that's so cool. Yeah. Are you going to start like a 503C? Like, do you think you'll actually set it up where you can get charitable contributions and stuff like that that'll be the plan in the future i think yeah. this time i'm already so this uh so i'm with the, the the organization we went on with is called kenya relief okay um so they're already a nonprofit organization nice. that specializes in uh i think they have like they have an orphanage and so there's like uh elementary middle school and high school all the kids kind of live on a compound and then um, across the street is a medical clinic and then, so the missionaries come in and do the surgeries on the um on the patients of the of the city, or I mean, on the country that come in from around the world. I mean, around the country. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Okay. Yeah. So the plan is in the future, I'll probably get that. But for right now, I want to focus on getting the program for the kids together, and then you know going forward with that. Just do a beginner's curriculum, you know, arm bars, trend like just yeah, real like minor stuff. Right. Yeah. And if you see someone take off, be like, hey, man. We're going to get you back over here. <laughs> you an MMA program. Because you'll find like a savage over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Yo, yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty much what happened in Ghana. One day someone was walking down the yeah. street like, you look like you punch hard as fuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> his history. It's wild. Yeah, he was just a, just a dude from Cameroon. He wasn't even doing any martial arts. The crazy thing he was digging sand ditches. Yeah. Getting... Yoked. Yeah. <laughs> when I was living in Vegas, he was the UFC champion, and he cannot keep fucking sparring partners because yeah. no one wants to take that hit. This is the point where one dude I trained with, his name's Maki. He was like, "Hey man, well, I can get you in to train with Ngannou if you want." And I looked him dead in his soul. Like, <laughs> Fuck. <no." laughs> it's like, it's like he wanted to do some grappling rounds, I'm down, but even even then, dude. Even yeah. Then, yeah. One of them elbows is kind of like come too far across on my face. Like I can't even sue. Nah, <laughs> nah. That guy's range too. I mean, when he's in his stance, and his elbow is down past his, his waist. Yeah, yeah. Like, his range is unreal. His arms are very long. Oh. Like when he was fighting uh, Tyson Fury, I think that's when I first realized it because he was able to touch him with things I don't feel Tyson was uh, usually getting used to touched with. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he won that fight too. I don't care what no one says. He, he won <laughs> you, could, you could argue that for sure. Speaking of fighting, um, now that I'm like a, 
I met, I, I'm like surrounded by you guys. I'm the only one in this group that only does jujitsu. Like everyone here else does like Muay Thai and something else. Like I feel like I'm the odd man out a little bit. Yeah. Now you might be, man. What do you, what do, you do? Uh, I used to do MMA. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah I still, I'll still, uh, you know, do a little Muay Thai at Henzo's once in a while or, okay, you know, okay. do some like fun MMA rounds, like light sparring. You okay, know, I'm those, not trying those to... dudes at Henzo's are in the like Muay Thai side. Yo, oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't even remember his name, but one dude was like, "Can you hold pads for me?" Super skinny dude. I was like, "It can't be that bad." He almost knocked me off my one kick. It's funny because I've I, I've never been to a martial arts gym where it's so there's jujitsu and there's Muay Thai and there's like no MMA. There's yeah. no, like there's just those two and, and it's like fifty fifty. And I'd say maybe, like, Venn diagram, there's probably, what would you say, like 15, 20% crossover? So I've only been there for, like, three weeks to a month, and I've only seen one, like, one other person besides me do both. That crosses over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, okay. It's pretty, like... Really? The, yeah. The people that do Muay Thai that do Jiu-Jitsu just do a little bit of Muay Thai. The people that do Muay Thai that do Jiu-Jitsu just do a little bit of Jiu-Jitsu. Interesting. I don't think there's a lot of... There might be a few like 50-50 people, but it's... Which one do you think... I'm not saying like you can't put one over the... But if you were in a fight and you can only pick one... <laughs> I love one, this question. No, no, no. Oh, I love this question. If, if, mm. But like, like oh, you like... I want to see what you say. What do you say? Mm. So it's a hard question, bro, because in, in reality, like now that I've like barely started doing Muay Thai... I do not want to run into another one of those dudes on the street and be like, oh, yeah, I'm like a guppy in the pond compared to them, like, yeah, in what I know. So I'm going to go with jujitsu. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, whenever I get good at Muay Thai, it's going to be Muay Thai. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat a kick. I'll eat a kick. Like, come on, you better... You better yeah. knock me out this, yeah. one, this first I, one. Look, mm -hmm. I used to think that, bro. I used to think that <laughs> until like I started seeing them pads hit, and I looked over, and I talked to the dude, and he's like, yeah, I'm 17. Nah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not eating that grown man kick, bro. <laughs> um, did you guys see the Rod Tang and um, Demetrius Johnson mm -hmm. yeah. fight? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of answers our question. No, 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 no. Yeah. For sure. Um, because although DJ did his thing, I feel like, Kind of got a little bit in that Muay Thai match um, yeah. from Rateng. And I feel like if you're an elite uh, Muay Thai practitioner, you do kind of have an advantage on your feet a little bit. Unless you can't eat a kick or take that punch. Well, well, I mean, well, here's the thing. Like, they were only able to, in the first round, they were yeah. only doing Muay Thai. Yeah. So Demetrius couldn't do anything else. When they open it up, that's when you seen, like, the difference. Yeah. 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 He was shooting right away mm -hmm. and taking the back. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, he's... It, DJ's a high-level grappler. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's got amazing striking, too. But, I mean, he, he played the right strategy. Yeah. You know, and, and, like, for me, if I'm going against a high-level Muay Thai guy, mm -hmm. like, I mean, I have decent stand-up, but that guy's going to wreck me. Like, I'm going to cover my head, try to close the distance, and just grapple. And that's exactly what I'm going to try to do, yeah. too. Yeah. that's all I can do. <laughs> Muay Thai guys, I, I, they know how to clinch. You yeah. know, they know how to create space. They know how to take away space when they want to. But yeah, I, if I like, like gun to my head, if I couldn't give a loaded answer, I would say, and, and this is why I always tell, you know, parents ask me all the time, like, Hey, I know you do martial arts. What should my kid do? I think jujitsu is the best place to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's such an important foundation. You, you should learn how to use your hands. You want to know how to stand up if you want to, if you need to. Yeah. But if fight goes to the ground and you've never done grappling, 
It's a just, whole other world. You're screwed. It doesn't matter yeah. if you kick my leg and broke it. I'm still going to choke you unconscious. Like oh, if the yeah, fight yeah. goes to the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that's what DJ showed in that second round, right? When he took his back and ended up choking him out. Yeah. He put Rotane to sleep. Like, yeah. it, it, wasn't, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Like, like once you open it up, it's like you, you have, you can do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Honestly, D, like DJ didn't get the respect he deserved in the UFC. Yeah. No. It's so no. weird, too. I didn't understand that. It, because, because they don't respect they don't small guys. They, had. they don't, they don't respect dick. small guys. Even now. But even now, they don't really respect the small guys. Yeah. yeah. Henry, I, I mean, Henry is saying, you know, same thing with him. I mean, he created a huge following. From Henry. being cringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, but, but look, look. Yeah. love or hate the guy, him. he created a good persona. Yeah. You know? And I DJ was an exciting fighter, but he never had like captured that persona. You know yeah. what I mean? You yeah. think if he had to like some a little bit of chill sunning in him? Yeah, like maybe talking smack or you know I don't I don't know calling people out. Yeah, like, I mean yeah. it wasn't his style. He was true yeah. to himself. But. Speaking of like that personality and building that persona, that MVP and like that MVP and uh, Kevin Holland fight is mm -hmm. gonna be it's gonna be nuts. Even though Kevin Holland's my man and he's kind of on a on a down. Y'all from the same place too? Who? Where's that? You, you and Kevin Holland? He's from Houston. Aren't you from Houston? I'm not from Houston. No, no, he's from. Oh. I'm from the border, bro. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. But those are three stack cards in a row. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two ninety eight, two ninety nine, three hundred. Did you hear about the the new fight that's been set up? Which one? Oh, are you talking about the Frenchie and and uh, Alex Poirier? Alex Pereira and um, Tom Aspinall. Oh, oh what's happening? For heavyweight. For heavyweight. For heavyweight. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, dude. Which that's, card? That's 300. Is it it's official? A, is it 300 yes. official? Yes, it's a headliner. Dumb. That's a lightweight for yep. Pereira. Yeah. Hey, dude, you put him at, at full size, full monster mode, he's terrifying, man. Yeah. Look, I, I don't know what it is. It says it's speculation still. It uh, says it's not locked. They need to lock that. They in. need that. <laughs> they need to lock the heavyweight. Unless I'm missing it, that. it doesn't. Because usually I watched something this morning. I watched something this morning. Said like they, they're getting like all the pay, like it's not signed yet, oh, okay. but everyone's talked. Oh, everyone's agreed. Be, you know, some fans a fucking. But did you chance. see that uh, Saint Denny versus versus uh, Poirier fight? I yeah, did. it's it's, it's on. It's on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yo, you, you see that power move, Dustin Pool? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, man, it's off. It's off. Pay me. Pay me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a Poirier fan, but he's he's definitely earned the right to do that. Why not? Man, I don't know how you're not a Poirier fan. He is a dog, bro. Uh, he is like he's it's, a it's not his fighting style, bro. It's is when he lifts like, his shorts up when he's fighting. <laughs> no, no, it's not even the bro. I grew real, I grew real. I know a lot of. That's the street fight right there. That's the hood side for like, yo, you want to go? He's from Louisiana. And that's what he's a ghetto boy, and he he openly said that he was a bully, and he tries to act like he's not. Like I don't think he's changed as much as he like lets on. Really? But other than that, like his fights, I watch his fights. Okay. But in like the pecking order of just bad dudes, he's not up there for me. I don't know. He ended McGregor. Yeah. Yeah, Man, but, but McGregor. McGregor's been sleeping on silk sheets and pillows for years, dog. You're not a dog no more, bro. You're an old retired dog. Man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see yeah, that. But like, when he comes across the what's his name, Gaethje, Gaethje beat the oh. shit out of him, bro. Yeah, yeah I give you that. I, I don't think there's a guy in the top ten that doesn't beat Connor right now. Yeah. 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 For sure. One hundred percent. As I at love least Connor, top bro. six. I love Connor. I don't think Connor's beating anyone in the top fifteen right now. Yeah, he's just uh, like you said. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, he posted a picture on the yacht, and somebody was talking shit, and he's like, "Jim on yacht." Yeah, <laughs> <you see> <laughs> yes, yes, I saw like, that. I mean, 
come on, those are like post beer, you know, like curls you're doing, dude. Like yeah. it's like you're not doing a full on training kit. Yeah. No, and it's it's a thing. It's a thing to be in a place, um, like when you're training for something. Even even now, like uh, like with the book you told. Uh, you oh, with winning mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's something about like the the process of getting ready for a fight, and it's like yeah. being away from everything, cutting yeah, weight. Yeah. Is one yeah. of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it's a different mindset that you need, like that that's being created when you're um, getting ready for a competition. I don't think that I can do that if I was surrounded by like you know on a yacht and a whole bunch of drugs and right. you know stuff like that. Like I, 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 you know, I need I need to be in a basement. I need some rats around. I need some sweaty, mean, gruffy looking dudes. I, I want to be uncomfortable. It's like when Rocky had to get his rematch yeah. with Clover. Yeah, he was he too soft. He had to change the environment. <laughs> too true. Okay. There was too many cameras. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the silk robe. Yeah, he, had to, he had to go with the rusty weights and do his thing. Get back to the old Rocky. Speaking yeah. of Rocky, real quick, can we just take a second and say R.I.P. Carl's weather? Yeah. Like, like, what that happened? Man. Oh, you didn't Cole know? Weathers passed away. Apollo uh, Creed, Apollo he Creed. passed away like yesterday, Damn, bro. Yeah. You didn't know that. Oh, yeah. 76 years old, I think. 76. Yeah. I've been on, oh, yeah, RIP, man. Yeah. Man. I've been, under, uh, I've been under a rock. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah Chubbs. Bro. Chubbs Peterson. There is no tomorrow. And, uh, you know, he... he... <laughs> I, love, I love that he got it. To hell with that, I'm playing for Chubbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Legend. Uh, no. Legend. Definitely a legend. Definitely, I feel his character in Apollo Creed had a really good transformation, right? Coming from, this actually leads me into kind of what I want to talk about, the importance of ego in martial arts, in combat sports, and in jujitsu. Mainly because everyone says we're supposed to kill our ego, but the more I do this, I realize that ego is kind of important. Ego kind of drives you forward in certain ways. So... um, but what I like about his char- Apollo Creed's character is that he went from this place of being the best, I'm the best, gave an underdog a shot, got knocked down. But not only did he get knocked down, kind of like how I got my ass whipped by you, you know, teamed up, <laughs> became friends, and yeah. then and DJ too. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, no, I was, I was saying me, uh-huh. I was saying. Twice. Oh yeah, uh-huh. twice, twice. Yeah, that third one though, he won behind closed doors. So. Yeah, but I just ultimately, <laughs> I guess my question, you've traveled a lot, right? How does ego play into your martial arts? Really solid point. And I agree with your sentiment that ego has its place. And that book that uh, Michael just mentioned, With Winning in Mind, I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. I no, mean, I haven't, but I'm going to put it on my list. highly recommend. It's a, it's a book out of all the books I've ever read or recommended. It's usually up there at the top because whether you're doing competitive jujitsu you know, if you're starting a new business project, if you just need kind of like a mental management system, it's so practical. So it's called With Winning in Mind okay. by Lanny Bassam. Um, he was a Olympic uh, rifle shooter. Okay. With really, really mental sport, apparently. I've never done it, but I can imagine, right? Yeah. And he's coached like really high-end athletes, you know, in a variety of different sports. But when you read this book, it sounds like it's made for jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Like you guys will love it. But to your point about ego, um, he talks about ego and he talks about a place he calls it self image. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a place where having the right healthy amount of self image gives you confidence. You can move, you can flow, you trust yourself. You're not hesitating. Yeah. Your self image is too big. You go in with a too big of an ego. Somebody's going to eat your lunch. Right. Yeah. And so it's, um, he calls it the triad state. So self-image is one of the pegs on the, on the triangle, the triad state. 
and then there's unconscious mind and there's conscious mind. Okay. And there's a bunch of other good principles in there, you know, around goal setting, visualization, um, affirmation statements, and it, it gives you just like a playbook for like getting this thing right. Yeah. And so it's helped me a ton of competition. I read it for the first time right before nationals. I was actually a white belt that had to compete at blue belt because of my MMA experience. Okay. And like, I was like really psyched out. I'm like, am I ready? Read that book, got centered, actually won nationals. As go, a, as a go. White belt. Yeah. So it was cool. And, um, means. yeah, so I, I mean, I don't know. I've probably read it nine times now. I, I, I go through it pretty fast cause I almost have the book memorized, but, um, yeah. What are you, what are you, what's your belt now? I'm purple belt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, because I travel, I'm not try, like, you know, I like to think that I probably would, like, I have a twin brother. He's a black belt. Okay. Like, I like to think that I probably would have progressed with him. Well, yeah. yeah. If I wasn't traveling so much and actually had a place that was, <clears throat> you know, I was following proper promotion. But, I know. I know what that feels like. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think we can all kind of attest to that because I've jumped gyms. He's traveled. He's yeah. Traveled, yeah. And, it's good though. Yeah. Have you been to any gyms like outside of the U.S. that were like, yo, they were legit? Oh, yeah. No, listen, guys. Like, um, the best gym I've ever trained at, shout out to Kit Dale. Um, do you guys know Kit Dale? I do not. Yeah. So, He's a, uh, um, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. Okay. So he, he had a gym called Absolute MMA that I believe he owned it and he sold it to... I don't know if Lachlan Giles owns it, but he's like the head coach there. You guys know Lachlan Giles. Yeah, I know Lachlan. Yeah, so dude, the Aussies, those fuckers can grapple, man. Well, like we, we ran into a few at A side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, yeah. There's a, like four or five of them and, that just randomly come. And listen, the Russians, like you've probably trained with some Russians at Henzo's too. Like, yeah. like don't sleep on the Russians. Like the Dagestanis, right. like they're. But the Aussies, I don't know what it is, man. Like they just haven't figured out. Like they have, though. My brother has a theory. He says it's because they don't give any credence to any of the lineage. Mm -hmm. If it works and it's best practice, they want it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they'll throw away something shitty they're doing for something better. Mm. And so like going back to the ego, like you do that, you're going to end up with best practices. You're going to yeah. be doing things at a high level and repeating to practice those things until something else better comes along. Copy. But um, those guys at Absolute MMA, that's probably the best place I've ever trained um, in terms of competition in terms of like just killers i mean like blue belts purple belts i was getting fucked up dude that was in like, australia yeah okay yeah yeah melbourne so i'm excited to go back i want to it's good man it's like you don't want to think that you've arrived and like oh i'm the best purple belt there is and that's yeah. like blue belt just freaking thrashes you like it's awesome it's like we need that we need that you know i never thought about like the ego of like um uh because when i first got in it um they were talking about like oh yeah like my belt is under such and such, you know, it's like people have like this pride to be under like um, Henzo or Jean-Jacques or whatever. It's like, yeah, I want my belt to be under here. That's like an ego thing. And I like how you can just like let it go. and be like, look, man, I just want the best practice, period. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? Because I don't care who you under. If I can wreck you, it doesn't matter what he, you right. know, like right. that you got yes. your belt under him. Right. You know? I, I, it's for me, like I've jumped gym so much, like it doesn't matter. I don't care who you got your belt from. Like that's kind of my, always been my philosophy. Like I started Gracie Baja. A lot of that I get, a lot of it I threw the fuck out just because it's not beneficial for me. But you know, like people really care about that. They care about having a belt under Homolo or, or um, here's, you a, know. here's what I'll say about that, man. I've choked out a lot of those dudes that have had those <laughs> prestigious belts, and I've been choked out by a lot of dudes that have belts Nobody. from back, right. back, like 
garages. Good point. Yeah. So it doesn't. Yeah. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's how you've built your game and how it compares to how I've built mine. And mm-hmm. can you work around it or can I work around yours? Great point. Yeah. Like I don't care who you like. You can get your belt from Carlos Gracie himself. I'm still gonna choke you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I like agree that. with that. Same. See that? That's the ego coming up. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, well, he said it the other <laughs> way too. He said it that way. You know, like I've been choked too, but like yeah. at the end of the day, like we we have to have some kind of ego, or else I wouldn't be able to will myself to go back. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I take I take me getting tapped out or choked as a I'm gonna tuck my tail and go home and play video games for the rest of my life. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I do both. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you know, I'm at Forge now. Um, also, I'm also cross training Misfits. They have a really good uh, jujitsu program, and they also have a really good Muay Thai program. So it's gonna be nice getting a just position of like going from one gym to the other and getting multiple training in. Uh, what I really like about Forge, though, is that, man, bro, there is not an easy role in there. No. There is no easy role in there even, whatsoever. That's great. Even the white belts. Even yeah. the white belts. Like, there's this one white belt, Pete, who, like, <sighs> man, like, I can I can roll with them. You know how it is when you can roll with the white belt, but they, they still give you problems. Like, oh, I really have to work on this. Yeah. It's, and it's kind of annoying, but also it's that... It's that humbling of the ego of like, man, just because you're a blue belt, purple belt, whatever belt you are, a white belt can still make you go, damn, that was tough. You know, um, when I was training for the first time and I was getting beat up really bad, like, why are these dudes going so hard on me for it? They were like, we got to kind of like um, beat you down mentally so you don't never feel like you can beat us when you get better. That's what Pete, you, you got to put Pete down to let him know, like, hey, you'll never be able to beat him. <laughs> you know, so, because you know, when he gets some skill, he's yeah. going to be hell on wheels. He's, yeah, yeah, he's going to be proud. Is he a kid? No, no he's, he's an old guy. He is, oh, okay, he's man. like 250 pounds oh, wow. of no, pure man. nastiness. Pure <laughs> like, he's the, you know, those white belts. This Pete guy, huh? <laughs> no, no, dude, he would see you and love you. He'd be like, yo, come on. Yeah. But, but he's like one of those white belts that, like, He'll just hug your head really tight. Yeah. And you're like, come on, man, this is not jiu jitsu. But you, but you're yeah. like, all right, let's just. But you kind of have to take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of have to take it because you have to wait for him to tire out so you can yeah. make your move. Because if you don't, then he's gonna submit you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got me the other day um, with like the mother's milk. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. He got me with Fuck the mother's that. milk. Yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah, it's kind of annoyed by it. As a big dude, bro, big guys, if you're gonna do jujitsu, start fucking inverting. Like, get some. Skill, <laughs> Because that's why it's so hard to find roles. Because everyone looks at me like, "Oh, that guy's just gonna mother's milk me." Right. So I'm like, "No, bro. Like, I like I like to roll. That's worse. You so, playing some worm garden shit? Yeah, I'll play whatever garden you want me to play, bro. But, I like dude, it. but that's worse. I would rather you mother's milk me than start inverting. I'm like, if you, if you start inverting, I'm like, oh, God, freaking God knows something. Well, he finally, well, we finally rolled together. We like we started off real smooth, and he started breaking my guard, and I inverted towards like to get the leg lock. And he looked get at me like I did some sorcery. <laughs> like, nah. cause you move so fast for a big guy, it's misleading. Yeah. And it, then when you start, like, you see the speed, I'm like, ah, oh, crap. Now I got to deal with this. That's why. Yeah. That's why I go to the gym and just lay there. Like, I want everybody to go. Look at this fucking lazy dude. <laughs> Look at this guy. You didn't lay there with me. You will not. So when I went down, like when the professor's talking or whatever, you'll catch me like 
mm-hmm. hand hand on the head, just like chilling, laying there like a pinup model or something <laughs> until it's time until it's time to go. I just pretty much put up the facade, like I'm a I'm a fat guy that doesn't do nothing. Like I'm just here to, you know, have a good time until it's time to roll. Nice, I respect that. Can I ask a question? Yeah. And so this has come up, um, um, especially with like traveling to different places. And I've talked to a professor about it, and he told me, like, okay, this is what you do. But I know you guys are probably doing it long enough to have done this. At your gym and visiting another, another gym, if you roll with a black belt and you catch them, do you not tap them? Do you, like, let it go? I usually let it go for me. Actually, um, it's like if you like if you're in two like it's two questions. So yeah. do you, would you do that? Your, like if you catch a black belt, your gym would you take it? And we and same thing at a at a gym somewhere else. Like are you visiting somewhere? Both both times I usually let it go. Um, mainly because I know it depends upon what I feel from that black. Let's just say that like if I know they're a black belt, like I've rolled with black belts in nogi and I haven't known they were black belts. And I've turned the pace up, and at the end of the match, you're like, "Whoa, what, what, what belt are you?" They've asked me, you know, you know that whole rigmarole of like, "Damn, where, where you train at? What belt are you? Like, how long you been doing this?" It's like I'm a black belt, and you gave me work. Like, I've had that happen in no gi with black belts, but I would have never turned it up to that level if I hadn't known that they were black belts. I was just matching the pace that I was getting, if that mm. makes sense. But um, I've been at gyms where I know the black belt um, that that's in charge of the gym has an ego. So if I submit him, I know it's going to be a problem for me later. So I'm just, no, you have your way with me. I'm just going to tap every time. And it's a respect thing. Like since you're black, but I'm not going to tap you. I don't know if it's necessarily respecting. It's more of like, I just don't feel like dealing with their ego. And then me having to decide, do I have to turn on my ego to a point where it will be disrespectful? Because there's a level for me that's like, Hey, you're disrespecting me now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like because I'm a non-confrontational person, it's easier for me to just say, hey, I'm not going to, I'm just going to put my ego to the side and let you win. You can win all these battles. It don't matter. I'll get you when it really matters, Mm -hmm. if it ever gets to that point. Mm -hmm. Personally, it depends. Like, so if I'm going to train at a gym, I kind of expect the black belt someone to roll with me. Like, you're the top of the mat. Like, you're the teacher. Like, you're the test. Yeah. So if I, if I'm at my gym and it's a black belt that I'm cool with and I know they're just demeanor and their persona like in reality as a black belt you shouldn't take getting submitted by by one of your one of your students as a negative thing you should take it as a positive because you taught them you know um but whenever i'm getting better yeah yeah but whenever i go to other gyms uh i the black belt's usually like go roll with the students but I think I'd probably let it go just because I don't know him. I don't know his persona. I don't know his ego. I don't know how he's going to react. But yeah. like, I'd never sign for a gym where the black belt has that has that attitude and that energy. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you? You know, I if I'm dropping into a place, kind of going off with what Devante said, I feel like if... They're giving me everything they got. I'm going to give them everything they got. <laughs> but, but usually with black belts, you, you tell me what you guys think. It usually, like, you get a feeling from their energy. Yeah. Like, if this is going to be a pace match, if they're going to let you work. Mm-hmm. If you let me work, I get the front headlock. I love the darts. 
I might break oh, it wow. down with the darts, but I'm not going to like whip it through and like, oh, I got you, you know, because then yeah. they're just going to turn it on and like fuck you up, right? Um, or, you know, it's just, it's just not cool to do, especially as a visitor, I feel like. But um, yeah, like if we're starting slow and we pick up the pace and they're going for stuff, I'm going to go for stuff too. Okay. Yeah. So, became my best friend, bro. So, but, I, but like, I would say that not just for black belts, but but for anybody, you know. Yeah. Like, I almost always let them kind of set the pace, Same. and then I'll go. Especially as a visitor, like yeah. I don't want to set the pace because maybe it's a pace they didn't want. And, yeah. and I like to be invited back and like, oh, that was cool. That guy came through, and then let other visitors come. You know. Hold what on, I mean? but, but you didn't. Would, would you tap them? Uh, like I like <laughs> if we're if we're going and it's like. Competition style match, especially if it's a black belt, I know, and we're cool with each other. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. All right, and and if you're visiting somewhere, if I'm visiting somewhere, I I don't think, I don't think I would, man. I don't think I would, unless like they're just, you know, it's like really easy, and they're giving it to me, and we're just kind of flowing. Okay, I got you, Norbert. You got me in a footlock. Like I don't think I'd slap on a, on a submission though. Okay. I don't know. And, and the follow depends though. And the follow up question is like um. Do you lose respect for the school if that happens? No. No? No? It depends upon how the black belt would handle it. That, like, if they handle it in a poor manner, if they try to turn up and try to... That thing where you tap someone and they try to bring it as hard as they can the next round and try to submit you and, like, just try to dominate you, then it's like, bro, you're a black belt. This should have happened the first time. I should never put you in this position to where I could have tapped you. Go ahead. I can't hear you on the headphone. Oh, you can't? Uh, interesting. I can hear you now, but when you were talking, I couldn't. Oh, okay. Appreciate it. Wait, so was your question losing respect for the gym if I tap the person or based on their reaction? No, no, no. If you just tap them, period. No. No, no. Forget the reaction. Like, if you just Dude, tap we them. all get caught. You know what I mean? And not only that, bro, you have to realize that black belts are legitimately giving you what they think you know. Right. No, no, no. And they're and they're and they might be letting you work and you catch them. No, you know what I mean. So like, but we've all rolled enough to know like when someone's letting us play, and someone's like, they oh, don't want to. Yeah. Because because especially for like for, for us three, like like we're bigger guys. Anytime we get into a role, I can feel like if I'm bigger than the person. I can feel them using way more power than mm -hmm. like what I'm actually giving them. And yeah. I'm thinking like, yo, I'm not even trying to go that hard. And that's just what it is for the rest of the round. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And there's been a couple of times where I've, I've caught a black belt and I didn't know the rules. I didn't understand it. And, and, and I can tell like he was upset. Like I tapped the instructor and he was upset. I can tell he was upset. And when I went back to my professor, I said, hey, is there like... um unwritten rules about like um, if you go to somewhere you know and you're rolling with the professor or a black belt if you catch something do you just let it go he's like yeah it's, it's like, it's, he's like it's like it's like a respect thing interesting you know what I mean yeah you, but you feel differently about it yeah. I don't know I mean like it, it, I can see why that's a thing I guess I guess like I don't know I wasn't there for your role but like, I mean, was the guy letting you work? Or, like, were you guys... Here's, here's, did you let him set the pace, or were you setting the pace? No, no, I let, it, I let him set the pace. Okay, and, well, and, and, I, and I he, say it's fair game, then. And, yeah. and, and here's the thing, like, anytime I roll, I, like, try to put myself in a compromising position and try to work out of it, yeah. so, I'm, you know what I mean? What'd you get him with? Uh, uh, 
<laughs> don't look at me. You wrist locked the dude. Don't look at me. He got him with the collar choke. I caught him with a collar choke. I don't, and I had a key more. Yeah. And I let it go. And I'm like, he, is he giving me this? I'm like, right, I just let it go. And he was like, oh, good. Was good. he an old guy? He was an older guy. Like, um, was he a lot lighter than you? Yeah. Yeah. And, sure. it was, and it's like, but, but here's my thing. And it's like a big misconception. Like, um, when I first got into this, I thought if you were a black belt, you never got submitted by anyone else mm, under you. Yeah. You know, but apparently that's not the case. Apparently, yeah. like, no, there's levels to the game. You know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it took me a while to know, like, there's like a white belt, black belt, a blue belt, black belt, a purple belt, black belt, a brown belt, black belt, and a black belt, black belt. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. There's, there's definitely those people that got their black belt just because of time on the mat. Like that, that's yeah. 100% a thing. It's a thing in every sport. But, you know, usually the people who are instructors, they're instructors for a reason. You know, and like whether their days are past, whether like they're just trying to like let you go. I could see how they're like, oh, just kind of like catch it and let it go. But if he pressed, if he, if he set that pace and you caught him, I feel like he should kind of rub some dirt in it and get over it. That's, that's just how I see it. But yeah. if he was just kind of letting you work, letting you get things, and then you just like the joke. And, and, and here's the thing. Like sometimes, like someone will be really rough with me, and I still won't be rough back. Yeah. And I'll just kind of like kind of slide under them and get things. But, you know, I don't know. I felt bad about it. I'm going to say because I roll with you, I'm going to trust that that it was the scenario that you say it is. That yeah. you, that you think, Do I roll hard? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. <laughs> what I'm saying is no, because no, I you're, know you're, yeah. You're really cool to roll with. Yeah, yeah you're, okay. you're, you're, you're. I feel you're like roll, that's part of the reason why I fuck with you, right? Is because I feel like you're like me. It's like you set the pace. Whatever you give me, like you said before, my strength is your strength. Whatever mm -hmm. you give me is what I'm going to give you. If you're playing lighter, I'm going to play lighter. If we're playing more of a cardio based game, I'm going to work open guard and play more of a cardio based game. And I feel like you're that same way. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like you probably did what you need to do. Yeah. Cardio based game sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if you did. Unconsciously turn it up a little bit because he's a big scout. <laughs> and, you, and you wanted that scout. You're I'm like, I'm taking that scout. <laughs> he's like, sorry. Oh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's even times where I know I've turned it up. I was, there's times I've gone to the gym and I'm like, today I'm eating. I don't care who it is, I'm eating. Yeah. But then when it comes to the black belt, I can see that, like, oh, they're, they're turning, I feel they're turning up on me because they know I'm eating. Yeah. So I'll dial it back. Like, you can finish me. I don't care. Like, I'm not even going to defend it. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. If I feel that I have to put, you know, that point of like, I did that extra, that, that Neanderthal strength that we talk about mm -hmm. into it to get out of a, um, a submission or escape a position. When I know I have to do that, that's when I'm like, I'll stop. You have it. <laughs> Whatever it is, you win. I don't care if it's position, I don't care if it's submission, it's yours. Yeah, I feel that. It, it just really depends. Like, like at A side, whenever I rolled with Armin, mm -hmm. I knew Armin wanted me to try and submit him. Like, it just depends on that, on the person, you know. Yeah. So I was trying to rip his ankle off every chance I got. <laughs> every chance yeah. I got. But and see, like with Armin, I knew I was way stronger than him, and it was hard for me to decide what was going to be challenging to him and what was going to be me actually trying if that makes sense so i didn't really try with him so so no sh no shade on arm or anything like that do you feel like um there may be been a, like this thing of like oh, what's what i'm looking for like uh it's ego but it's something else it's like uh when you're better than someone when someone thinks like 
you may have their number, and no. I, don't, I, I can't I can't think of what I'm trying to say. Um, but do you think it was a little bit of ego involved with with him? Uh, I I think the things that I say on this podcast um, affect some things within him. That's probably what I'll say about mm, that. Okay. Um, I understand just the way I speak on here to people who have their own insecurities or ego issues or whatever. It's gonna it's gonna speak to. That's just who I am in, in general. I've always known that. I like to think of myself as a disruptor, right? Like I, I speak what is my honest truth, but if you have any issues within yourself with what I say, you're, it's going to spark something in you and it's going to cause a dislike for me, even though I'm not, I'm, I'm a non-confrontational person. I want peace and love for everyone. I want everyone to be happy, especially when it comes to jiu-jitsu. I want everyone to get better and us all rise together. You know, I don't want it to be this thing of like, of course, there's like, you're better than me, you're better, and you're probably better than me, right? That's okay. I have no problem with someone being better than me because that means now I have a chance to get better myself, right? Yeah. I have a chance to try and get on the same playing field as them because for me, this has always been to be, be, my goal is to be an elite black belt. Yeah. It's not, we were talking about those white belt, black belts, blue belt, back, you know, that level. Yeah. I want, when I'm a black belt, I don't want anyone to be like, man, is he really a black belt? Mm -hmm. Like, was he just doing this because he was here for 10, 20 years? No, I want it to be like, ah, Jason Matlock? Yeah, he's a solid role. That's a solid black belt. And that's what I want. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, when you were talking about um, trying to make everybody happy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and especially something like jujitsu. Like, it's a martial art, but there's an ideology behind it. Yeah. Like the way that we think about jujitsu, which is probably pretty linear. Like we're just trying to have fun. We're trying to get better. I think we all compete. Like there's a way that we think about jujitsu. Yeah. And then there's other people that it's more internal for, they don't care about other people getting better. They care about themselves getting better. Yeah. Um, and like the nuancing of that, like, I don't know if you guys ever heard or read of the book, um, Sapiens. No, it's, no, mm-hmm. it's really, really good. I highly recommend it. You give me all kind of books. Um, yeah, no, uh, Noah, forget how to, what his last name is or how to pronounce it, but he's a, you know, PhD, I think he's an anthropologist or maybe even interdisciplinary scientist. But anyways, he talks about like we as humans, like sapiens, our brains are wired to kind of like ex- either embrace an imagined reality or try to create a new imagined reality. Okay. Right? And that that's where sense. conflict happens, Right. Nobody's right or wrong, essentially. It's like we live in this world that we were born into where money happens to exist. And yeah. there's hierarchy and there's and we kind of just accept it. And you either accept that imagined reality that everyone else has bought into, or you try to disrupt it, like you said. Yeah. And there's people that just want to maintain that homeostasis, like that state that they're in. They don't want change. Yeah. And so they're gonna fight violently at times to try to protect that system, that construct, whatever that thing is. Yeah. And jujitsu is the same way. Like if I'm going to put this much time into something and I'm going to collect this belt that has a special color on it that says that I'm worth something in this hierarchy, I want to have a say on how this whole thing plays out in my community and the global community. And those things often come at odds. Yeah. And I think that's where you see a lot of the feuds. It's like, it's good intentions all around, but it's people kind of either trying to protect what's there or change from within. Yeah. And ultimately that's, you know, that's where you see a lot of that, um, kind of that butting of the heads. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Go ahead. 
It, it's it's funny because he like I've been around a lot of sports, bro. I played basketball, I played football, and that's that's a constant. There's always yeah. that one person on the team who wants to change something about the team. Yeah, and he, he's going to gather as much people as he can to either back him or everyone's just going to weed him out or, like you said, in some cases, fight violently to keep what they want. Yeah, and. Unfortunately, we do a sport where <laughs> it's like getting, yeah. getting violent is the whole purpose. <laughs> yeah. 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 I thought you were going to say something. You brought that microphone close. No, no, no. I was like, yeah, yeah. like getting closer. Oh, sorry. Like, say something deep. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Well, then, dang. Uh, so let me ask you this. You, you, you travel a lot. Do you cross train when you're traveling? Are you train in multiple gyms or you train in specifically one? What um, is your process? Yeah. So I, I went to update my list the other day. I think I've trained it like going on like 70 different gyms, okay. like between like MMA, jujitsu, um, you know, like Muay Thai kickboxing. And, uh, I didn't do this early on enough. But since then, I've like if I find an old picture or I, you know, pick up an old rash guard and forgot about it, like I'll write the gym because I mm-hmm. want to collect like every gym that I've actually been to. That's what I do too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it like bums me out that I haven't like followed the same system where like I get a picture, like I collect it, like where I, it's like an yeah. Oakland album. But it is, it is really cool. Um, it, like if I'm traveling, usually at least a few weeks out, I'll find a gym that's close to the hotel or close to Airbnb, I'll contact the professor. They're almost always cool. Like two times ever, I wasn't invited okay. to drop in. Um, and this was pre-COVID. So like they didn't even have COVID as an excuse. They just okay. didn't want outsiders. I'm not sure. They didn't want to get beat up. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> they well, should, they the have one, no real offerings. Gracie Baja is like that. They won't let you. They want you. No, no. Yeah, they will. They won't let you drop in. They'll like have, have you do like an introductory class. Bro, I feel, got you. I feel like. And it's only... always like an intro booty class. Like <laughs> you would have been bored. The only reason why John Jack let me is because of you. I know that. They were like. Cause I didn't set up an appointment. Like they were like, you need to set up an appointment next time. They were oh, very really? clear about that. Yeah, they were they were cool with with me. Yeah, I just I just walked in. But he was uh, also with me too. So but yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Me. Like yeah. yeah, but it was also open mat too. Yeah, it wasn't first because yeah. Okay, yeah, went to class. Class. I went to yeah, regular yeah. class yeah. in that class. I know the instructor was like, nope, we're not teaching you nothing. We're gonna do pass and sweep this whole time. I was like, I kind of like this for new people. Yeah, not to not to take. Go ahead, continue. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, no. That's so that's pretty much it. Like I um. 99.9% of the time, they're pumped to have you. Sometimes they pay a drop-in fee. Sometimes they're like, you know, no. And then like, I'll just buy a t-shirt or a rash guard to, you know, like as a thank you. But no, nah, man, I've had so many cool experiences. I mean, there's things that I do to this day, like in tournament, multiple times a week in practice that like I picked up at this random gym here that they happen to be teaching that day. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Bro. and then I get to show that to somebody else. And then they like, it's just, it's so cool <clears throat> You know, like my imagined reality of what jujitsu is, where it's just like shared knowledge, you know, constantly improving and making those best practices. Um, and it's and it's really cool to see guys that have been doing something a certain way for years mm-hmm. let it go because some traveling purple belt happened to sh- like, oh, actually, I like that better. I'm gonna start doing it your way. Yeah, like I think there's probably ego there where people aren't always willing to do that, but it is cool to see when it does happen. Okay, yeah. Yo. I think we've seen that on like a mass scale recently because I don't, how long have you been training? Um, so like wrestling and combat submission wrestling, I did before jujitsu. Okay. I first like put the gi on and actually trained like real like jujitsu in 2015. 
So, okay. yeah. so yeah, you're going to remember, bro. Do you remember in 2015, heel hooks and leg locks oh. was still like a cardinal sin. Like, if yeah. you did that in the gym, they were going to kick you out. <laughs> and now yeah. there's like a month dedicated to feet smelling. Yeah. In every jujitsu gym everywhere, bro. Yeah. It was, it was considered like the Hail Mary of like, you did that, that means you suck because that's all you can yeah. do is grab. Now yeah. it's like, you need that just to be neutral on, yeah. the, my, on the mats. Dude, my, my, um, my first true Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach, Andre Maracaba, um, you should look him up. He has a really good match against JT Torres. Actually, I, Footlock. I was about to him. say, that, sound, that name sounds he, dude, super he's, familiar. He's a beast. He's had like, I don't know, 15 well, knee surgeries, <clears throat> so he doesn't compete anymore. Where was but, this gym at? Uh, well, he, so he's from Brazil, went to Philly, and then he opened his gym like when he first started learning English like in Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. He was at Power MMA. He was Power MMA's old... Jiu-Jitsu coach. That name sounds but, stupid familiar. But, um, oh, yeah, he was telling us a story about when he was a teenager or, like, you know, I don't know, maybe early 20s competing. I think it was in Brazil. He was losing a match, and he threw a Hail Mary footlock on mm -hmm. a dude and finished him, and he got, like, booed out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Just a regular old footlock. But it's like, you mother. Like, they were so, it's like, dude, I grabbed something of yours. Squeezed it and you submitted. How is that? But yeah. but it is funny. And the heel hooks things, you know, I kind of get there. I've rolled with people who are irresponsible with heel hooks where I had to take a couple weeks off from training because they got there and it wasn't catch. Like catch and release is the policy. 100%. With I'm, any foot. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like get there. Okay, I got it. We're going to let go. Now, if the person rules the wrong way, that's where you have to have that conversation up front. Hey, do you know how to defend foot? You know? Yeah. Toe holds, like, you know, um, uh, heel hooks, like, stuff like that. You should have that conversation up front. But if they agree to it and you get there and they turn and they injure themselves, it's sad, but it's on them. Yeah. But if I'm in control of your foot and I do something that isn't catch and release, I'm a dick. Like I think that's, that's the only submission where in training you have to, be like, have that moment of, like, all right, are we doing this type of thing? And then we can pr proceed. Yeah. You know, I like, like, like deciding ahead of time. Because if you agree mm -hmm. ahead of time, and then we get there, like I'm gonna catch you, and I'm gonna get it, you know, like in a mm -hmm. compromised position, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna torque it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it's we know what happens if you do. Like I just oh, look so at, uh oh in uh, I, so I'm I'm down with heel hooks. I, I know how to do it. I know how to get out. I know how to defend them. But there was a dude like my first day of Renzo's, like as soon as we were doing King Henzo's, my best. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were doing King of the Hill. And as soon as like like as soon as I started off in guard, he just immediately started to like try and heel hook me. So I Who was it calling out? No no no. no. What know. belt? <laughs> no 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 no. What belt? So the thing is I've only seen him in Nogi. I don't okay. know. Uh, uh, so I think I know who you're talking about. I've taken it. What like, like? I, I've started to. I started. <laughs> Was it one of the Russians? No. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he's Asian, but I started to kind of immediately realize that's all he knows. So mm. I've like deliberately smashed the fuck out of him every chance I've gotten, just because I know he's just gonna try and torque on my knee, and he wasn't nice about it, and like yeah. that's what I realized. Like, oh, he's not safe. Yeah. yeah, he's not safe at all. Yeah, Henzo's is like I, I've never had anybody there mess up. You know, with like heel hooks, like if they get there, it's catch and release. Um, but yeah, there are guys that I feel like that's they're they're not letting the rest of their game progress because all they're doing is attacking legs. And Donaher talks about this. Yeah. You know, like you have to be an effective passer in order to even make yourself a threat with leg locks. Yeah. But then if you threat leg locks, you make yourself a more sophisticated passer because they're constantly have to go between 
protecting you from obviously getting past their guard yeah. and then defending the legs. Yeah, so, exactly. But you can't just forsake the rest of your game for like, oh, I'm just going to be good. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He just, yeah. he just immediately tried to go. Yeah. He was like, bro, you're... You just gave him the mother's milk? So I don't, I won't, I won't do that shit, bro. Like, so I have a brother. He also trains. I have two brothers. They both train. And the one I have the bigger rivalry with, all he does is fucking smash people. Yeah. Like he, he's going to find his time. He's going to eventually get you inside control. Is he as big as you? He's bigger than me. Wow. So not, not like he's, so he's not taller than me, but he's yeah. heavier than me. Wow. And he's just going to make your life hell. And wow. that's his thing. Mother's milk, a bunch of pressure taps and Americanas. <laughs> So I refuse, 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 refuse to do be that guy. But in competition, you're gonna do what you need to do. Mm -mm. No, wow. no. Even then, I'm still gonna try and. That's discipline, man. That's, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna try and make it make because I got into jujitsu not about winning. Like I won enough in football. I played college ball. Like it is what it is. Nice. Like winning's fun. Jujitsu was something like a learning experience for me mm. at first. Um, but I hate boring matches, dude. And I don't want to be a boring match. And to me, that's what makes a boring match. Just one mm. person trying to lay on someone. So I'm always going to try and do something to make the match progress. I'm not going to just stay inside control. I respect that. Same. I mean, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Like, um, uh, my last few matches that I lost were from people stalling. And I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, come on, let's play. Let's do jujitsu. And I'm like, nope. I got a minute and a half. I'm, going, <laughs> I'm about to be a backpack <laughs> for a minute. I do think there is something, too, to cooking your opponent. And that's mm -hmm. what I'm trying to learn how to do in my game. Because I feel like I'm very much, I don't cook people enough. Like, there's a balance between stalling and a balance between, like, I'm going to tire you out just a little bit before I sell into my position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think... If you have side control and you're putting your shoulder in their face and making their life miserable, mm -hmm. like you're going to be able to open up to neon belly, you know, pass them out, you know, yeah. get more points. I like to rack my points up and then go for submissions. Because, oh. like, even if they, you know, reverse, complete domination. Yeah, I mean, like, like you know, if, if I can, like, you know, obviously matches work out where maybe I'm down on points or like it's really even. But, um, you know, I, always trying to get the finish. Even if there's only 30 seconds left in the match and I'm up eight points, I still want the submission. So, you know, yeah. cause it's, cause it, you got to feed that killer instinct. And the highlight reel, bro. Oh, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. You got to think about that later too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, also for me, like everything I do is, it's now going on the internet and it's just proof of the pudding. So if I can do it in a competition, then I feel like, okay, I can say, Hey, I can do this move and then I can show you and teach you. Especially yeah. me at the level, I'm, I'm a three-stripe blue belt, so I've been doing this almost, uh, we're, I started in, what, we're going on three, four years now. So I've been doing this a while, I'm at that point where I could be promoted, but much like you, I travel around a lot. So I'm in that weird gray area of like, he's better than most blue belts, but he's not, he's not been promoted yet. So yeah. it's, that, it's that balance that you try to figure out. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, uh, you know, going back to the book with winning in mind, Lanny talks about outcome goals versus process goals mm -hmm. and outcome goals are good to visualize like you visualize yourself being a brown belt you visualize you know yourself winning world championships and you make affirmation statements around it you know i will be world champion you know i am world champion material that's one that i like because i'm not okay. guaranteeing myself an outcome but i'm inviting myself that i belong there you know i am championship material those are good to have but outcome goals are 
I think, inferior to process goals. A process goal is I'm going to go to jujitsu average five and a half times a week mm-hmm. for the next two months ahead of this really big competition. I'm going to, you know, eat these specific types of foods at these intervals. I'm going to, um, you know, it's things that you can control that yeah. you can actually tick the box on. Cause if you do that, all the pressures off you or not all the pressures off you, but a lot of the pressures off you cause you've shown up and doing what you done, what you need to get there. And then he talks about, um, making it about performance, which I know mm-hmm. Michael and I talked about this. It's like, there's something about being in flow state where you can take the pressure off of yourself of winning and say, I'm focusing on having a good performance, being in that triad state, that flow state yeah. and not making it about winning, but making it about performing well. Yeah. It takes so much pressure off you, dude. It, go. It, you know, um, so last time we was over, uh, we had a talk about like, uh, what do you say to yourself before you get on the mat? And um, I forgot what yours was, but all you guys had something, and I remember mine was like, oh, just protect yourself, right? And I felt like that was a thing, like I'm just not trying to get hurt, versus like going out there and like having this feeling like, no, I'm, 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 I, um, which what mine is now is like, I belong here. I yeah. belong on these mats. This is my mat right here, mm-hmm. you know? And that is, I didn't realize how important that was until like I read that book and I'm like, oh, you know, and it kind of just came to me like, I belong here. Like, this is my mat. I belong here. There's no one that can stop me. Yeah. You know? Um, and I don't think that's the ego thing. I think that's just a thing that I, I really feel and I like, like, and I need to own that. You know, I want to own that. But For yeah. sure. Well, ego, ego, like, it's bad if like you have an uncontrollable ego. Like if you're controlled by your ego, like you can't get tapped, you can't learn, you can't, you know everything already. You're yeah. that mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. If that's how your ego's set up, that's unfortunate. Right. But if you feed your ego and practice it through, like through a cage, you're like, oh yeah, I did good today. <laughs> I like that. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna let you out, but we did, <laughs> we did, we did good today. Yeah, yeah, true. And then the day time, like it's it comes for competition, and you open the cage, and then like, yeah, it's it's all right to be like, yeah, I'm that dude. Like like you said, I'm like, I agree. It's the map. Like my last competition, I looked at, over at the dude and I'm like this guy in his jujitsu kaizen gi thinks he's gonna beat me <laughs> in anime gi, bro. I'm talking crap on him like liking an anime. I love that show, bro. After after it was all said and done, I'm like, hey, bro, where'd you get that gi? But hidden. My, like in the moment, I was like, "Nah, not this dude." Oh, I have to destroy yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. Like I yeah. have to destroy you. Yeah, and that's the thing in our first match, right? Like you talked about how you felt that I was so confident, right? That was like, "Hey, you were in my way. You beat me. Don't get me wrong." Like because that whole Kimura situation. But up until that point, you got me in that Kimura. I felt no matter what, I was going to beat you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Up until mm-hmm. I got caught, it was like, "Nah." That's why I was like, damn, this motherfucker got me. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> no, no, this can't happen right now. And you were doing your thing too before. And so yeah. you, you did a lot of uh, stuff to make me feel like um, uh, insecure. I was like, nah, this guy's really good. Caught a dude in a Peruvian necktie. And then um, a guy tapped. And uh, a guy actually, he tapped. Yeah. And he said, no, no, he can continue. He can keep going. And then beat him, proceeded to beat him down for the rest of the round. Like, oh, this dude's going to be an animal. So, yeah, I was scared that, f- that first time. But the second time, I was like, oh, we having fun now. Yeah, That's we had fun. And I still lost. But we're going to keep having fun. Yeah, and yeah. We, you know. I'll but we're on the same team now, man. I'll still find your number one day. I'll find <laughs> your number one day. You know, that's just Goku and Vegeta on the same mm-hmm. team. You know, all these three, Deku, uh, 
Todoroki and Bakugo are all on the same team, but they still want to beat each other. They still want to be the best. I like and, it. And, you know, I think we talk about this, that iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And like, bro, you're iron for me, whether, yeah. whether you realize same. it or not. And that's why I say, believe that you believe, belong on that mat, because... I I will I will bow down to no one that isn't better than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And if you're better than me, I'll bow down to you. But I'm gonna try to figure out your number at some time. You know? Yeah, you're not gonna then, quit. I'll hit a training montage. You got to prove to me like two or three times. I'm letting it go. Kind of going off what uh, Devonte was saying. The, um, I think like emotional intelligence is a really big piece of it, right? Like if your ego is just out of control and it's something that you can't contain, you're not going to last in jujitsu very long. Yeah. And it's something that took me a long time to get. And like, obviously I don't have it completely figured out, but I'm the most emotionally intelligent that I've ever been. Yeah. Like I know, like I could look around the room and probably within 5% pick exactly where I am in the pecking order. And like, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like, like where before, like I couldn't accept that there was people better than me or that I could lose to them. Yeah. And like, I'll be rolling with these young guys and I don't know, maybe it's like a Gen Z thing. They're just more emotionally intelligent than us or whatever. But like, I was like, I could, like, they're going hard and I'm like trying to, you know, like they're being scrappy, but like, I'll still like work them over, submit them. And like, they don't get discouraged, man. They just keep coming back. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have had that sooner. Because that's, that's an important tool. Like, if there's anybody listening that's either starting jujitsu or wants to get into it, if you can just have fun with it and not, like, you, you get beat and you keep coming back and you know that that's going to make you better, you are miles ahead of people that yeah. do it and get discouraged and quit, mm-hmm. for sure. That's honestly not even just jujitsu, anything. Yeah. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. But... Per, like for me, like I, I had already had my ego to shat, like shattered by the time I got to jujitsu. Like I went, I played college football. I played against some people that went pro. Like bro, I played against Christian McCaffrey one time. Yeah, like, that was the day I was like, I'm not going pro. Does that happen? <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. But that was beneficial for me down the road, just because. For sure. Now, whenever I lose in jujitsu, it's like, I've, it is what it is, dude. I'm yeah. either gonna learn or you're that guy. Yeah. Right. For me, it's always been, I came to this game with a lot of injuries. Um, I've talked about it before in this podcast a lot, but I have a lot of injuries. So I had to come into it with a healthy mindset of knowing that I'm not going to be world champion. I might be, but I don't have everything lined up to be world champion starting the game. So I can aim for that goal, but I still have to be pragmatic about my health and my safety at the end of the day. So what's more important, my health and my safety, but skill acquisition and becoming elite, you can do that without becoming world champion, which is why I say my goal is to be elite black belt. True. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So what do you, what do you feel about, like, if people, like, um, um, you, you submit somebody, and they don't take it with them, like, all right, I'll be back tomorrow. Like, it's the same thing, but different attitude. Uh, are you okay with that? Because I'm, I'm that person. I'm like, if you catch me, I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> when, when you coming in? When you coming in? <laughs> like, I, I think in a playful way, right? Because, like, at the end of the day, like, if it's my teammate, mm-hmm. like, their success is my success. Yes. And um, I was talking to Wisely from, from Hensos. I don't know if you know Wisely. Really, d- dude, like, the kid is just grown le- leaps and bounds. He's, like, really positive. We've had, like, a lot of good talks. And, um, like, he's one of those dudes, like, if there's a measuring stick of everybody's progress and then like Wazi's progress, like he's like beating the average. 
But that's like, that's awesome, man. Like the room's getting better, mm-hmm. you're yeah. getting better. So like if somebody gets me, like, I'm like, I'm gonna have to get them next time. But it's like playful. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah, like, yeah. I want, like, if they're doing better, I'm doing better. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I look mm-hmm. at it. There was, it was one of, my, uh, one of my good friends, T, um, and he's, he's met him before, he's a monster. He just started jujitsu yeah. uh, a year ago. He scares me. Like he's a, <laughs> he looks like he feels like I I sorry not to cut you off, but he feels like he's just like that dude. You ever see Animal uh, with Jet Li? Like where the dude <laughs> no. had him on a chain, and you let the let let him off the chain, and he just goes wild. That's what T makes me feel every time I look at him and roll with him. Wow. <laughs> he um we we did uh, ADC uh, ADCC together. And uh, he was losing to this guy. And coach was like, you got to do something. And T, uh, I don't know how he got to this position, but he grabbed the guy's legs and picked him up over his head Holy and shit. like threw him on the ground. And I was like, I was looking at my coach. I was like, I think we're about to see a casualty. I was like, he killed him. He killed him. Oh um, but he, he's like one of those guys that just like, he picked it up so quickly. And, and I feel like, you know, if I had to go against T, I could get him. But it would be hell. It would be hell, and he would and he would probably get me. And I told him like, man, you're better than me. And he's been doing it for just just a year. Yeah. And I've been doing it for uh, three and a half, almost four. And in my head, I'm thinking like, um, it takes a little bit for me. Not, not it takes a little bit for me. I can admit I'm like, man, you're gonna be so much better than me in this. You know what I mean? For for whatever reason. And I think that th- that's what you're talking about. Like I'm able to do that. I'm able to do that. That's good. You know, it's important. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with people who are better than me. I'm just not gonna make it easy for them. Like, yeah, if you're gonna get better than me, you're gonna you're gonna I, I, like I want the day you realize that you're better than me to be an exciting fucking day for you. <laughs> like I want you to go, yeah. oh my god, I finally fucking did it. Like so, I finally did it. So you'd yeah. be okay if a white belt came in. He he was training for six months and he was and then like in six months he was doing you. You'll be okay with that. So here's the thing, bro. Like I've already told you guys, I'm not. I like I'm not a competitor like that. Okay. Like, I've always yeah. kind of had that mentality of I'm gonna help my teammates get ready for competition. You're um, using jujitsu for a different. different yeah, training. like sometimes nice, nice. I'll jump into a tournament, you know. Yeah. But uh, like it's not my main goal. So if I and like my assumption is if that white belt's been here for six months, I had a hand to play. Like I've yeah, I've given him advice. I've and like True. if he grows past me. Hey, good job. I like that. Yeah, Yeah. me too. And that's how we both are, kind of like, I compete, but my goal is to teach. Like I said, my injuries, I know where I rank. Yeah. And like you were saying, I walk into a room, I know where I rank after I roll with everyone. I'm like, okay, I got you, I got you. I don't have you, I don't have you, I got you. Yeah. Don't have you, don't have, you know, it just goes down the list. And maybe that's healthy to do, maybe it's not. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We all do it. We all do it. Everyone does. It's only healthy if you keep that ego in the cage. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like the overarching message is we got to balance that ego. We need to keep it, but we got to balance it. Yeah. I would agree with that. Okay. Well, I think we're at our time, gentlemen. Uh, DJ. It's on you, bro. It's on you. Hey, man. Thanks for tuning in. Like, comment, subscribe. We're on all platforms. Uh, and uh, thank you, guys. You thank know, you. you. Got, yeah. any, got any shout outs? You yeah, guys I was going to say, where can we find you at? Where we can get roles with you at, Nate? And uh, oh, yeah. I mean, you, uh, Nathan, go first. I, I got like 20 days left in LA before I uh, pack up and I'm gone for a while. Where are so, you going, if you don't want me asking? Yeah, so I, I'm in two weeks, I'm going away for three weeks to the Middle East. Ooh. And then when I get back, I'm here for like, I think like a week and a half before our lease is up. Okay. But I'm going to get as much training in it at Henzo's 
Under yeah. Gracie LA, shout out, awesome gym, really accepting of mm-hmm. drop-ins mm-hmm. and um, really, really good rules, tons of high-level black belts, Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu program. But yeah, I'm on Instagram if you want to follow my, uh, you know, my competitions, my journeys. I drop in a bunch of different gyms around, around the country, around the world, you know, and post about them and stuff. Um, it's not my job or anything. I'm a hobbyist, but, you know, I take it, I, I take it pretty seriously. I treat it like, like it's one of my consulting gigs, I like to think. Respect. But yeah, uh, Nathan James Highland on Instagram. Right. But thanks for having me, guys. It's yeah, fun, no, so thank you. Thanks for coming. Uh, man, you can find me on Instagram at Casey2Cool. And come in anytime to a Jean-Jacques Machado's and uh, come play, come play. Um, I'm really a soft role, so you'll love it. Don't lie. Um, and fortunate. That's not, that's not a lot. Like, look, if you, if you, um, if you bring the pressure, I'll, I'll return the favor to you. Um, um, and catch, you can catch me at For, uh, Forge, um, which is... Um, it's in Lake Balboa. Lake Balboa. You know, they have open mats every Sunday at 12 o'clock, and it's lit. So please come by if you can. And I, I will attend to that. Um, and you guys can catch me at Forge and also at Misfits. So uh, I've got to figure out what my schedule is. Shout, I'm still shout, trying to figure it out. Shout out to Jimmy and Misfits, man. Um, he, uh, he helped me Kimura everybody in the in-house tournament. And uh, everyone was booing me. And me and, <laughs> me, me and Jimmy walked out there with a smile on our face. So thank you again, is Jimmy. Is that where you got your Kimura from? Um, no, no, no. I always oh, okay. had it, but but he was he made it better, okay. and uh, uh, he helped me Kamor. I Kamor like eight dudes, and they Man. were pissed. I can't wait to start studying <laughs> this Kamor with yeah. Jimmy. Jimmy, I can't wait, can't wait, because uh, I know what he does with a Kamor. So. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for tapping in. Stay blessed.